They don't call them beef eaters. <laughs> and it's true. They don't. And they, they can't don't see them, for I, sure. I, I was going to say they don't call them beef eaters for nothing, but they just don't call them that. They don't they call, call them, them the Queen's all. Guard. They're, they're a yeoman <laughs> of the guard or something, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They are, however, they do, however, eat a lot of beef. That's where the they do. Are. Yeah, weirdly enough, yeah. they do eat beef. Yeah, they were the first it's ones not... to answer the question, "Where is the beef?" Yeah, they, it's yeah. in and me. It, it's in my tongue. In, in my belly. It's inside. And like, there's a bunch of cavalry officers who don't seem to know how to ride a horse, following her around. It's like, I guess you don't do much cavalry shit these days. <laughs> like, they don't I give will. Much of a, chance. a real peak for me was how much shit all those guys. It very disciplinedly stepped in. Yeah. yeah they, they a lot of horses in front of people walking and not a step was missed, but you could see people walking in shit. Oh, like they'd frequently have to stop and then, but then they'd have to, it was like they were doing a dance because they had to keep marching in place. Long live the queen, now the king's dead. King's dead, the queen is alive now. Wait, I got that one wrong. Whoops, now that was a secret CIA plot. I mean, yeah, they, were, they were singing this official song. Of the, there's a bunch of like really jaunty queen dead marching tunes going on. With it. It's the, yeah, the tune that headline that said the music was a bop. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I, again, had absolutely no interest in watching this particular bit of history. No, it's uh, that, and that, and that's fair enough. We should have known the music was going to be a bop when it turned out they were just playing, you know, the Smiths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not even not even from the Queen is Dead. They did, Morrissey redid special lyrics of other popular songs from other albums. So, for example, I will go out tonight, but I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> From our dusty cellars, Dexy's Midnight Runners got a gold record for Come On Eileen. I got a stern talking to for Come On Her Side of the Bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, might, that could be a clean joke. That kind of works as a clean joke as well. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't give him any of those. How does it work? No, like, like hey, get off my side of the bed. And stop jizzing. And stop jizzing on it. <laughs> yeah, it's clean if you reclassify jizz jokes as clean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which I'm, I'm for, by the way. I'm for. Yeah, I know that cum can have two meanings, Jack. However, I only accept the meaning that means jizz. So when people ask me, do I want to come over? The answer is always yes. Oh, yes, yeah. so then I always do. <laughs> and the follow-up question is, come over what? Uh, come yeah. here. Okay, I'll need yeah, about five minutes. And we have we've made a lot of very high quality cum jokes on this podcast over the years. Um, we have, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, but yet, like the single laziest and worst one is the thing everyone reads at the start of every episode, which is one Ben wrote like before we even really had a show. He wrote like a little um, it's like comedy cum <laughs> beer podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That has just been there, hasn't it? It was like when we had done all of our, we'd done all of our promotional photograph shoots and um, like poster stuff and blurbs and everything for our Edinburgh shows. And at one point, Rob, Rob Kearns just contacted us after some other new poster was released. He just goes, your show's about planes. It's about planes. What are you <laughs> <Yeah>. doing? <laughs> uh, uh, we, we got those photos taken a while ago. It'd be like, we like, got those photos taken. Yeah, Lucy was only Planting a flag on Iwo Jima or like fucking yeah. standing up with the evolution of man or just generally speaking, clearly having written the blurb before we wrote the show. But hey. <laughs> um, it's I'm Manus Cronin. Joining us this week, as always, he's here to eat bananas and go nuts. And we're all out of bananas. It's Jack Toner. <laughs> well, I guess I'll. Need to finish his banana and go nuts then. He's here to stimulate his prostate gland, and I've just realized where all the bananas went. It's Gavin Carberry. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> it's a two-parter. It's that was suckered in. Suckered me in. Yeah, suckered in big time. I was suckered in as well. Jack did not know that was coming. No. <laughs> The real, the real key to having you not know it is coming is to have you not be in any way surprised when there's just a shit one. 
it's like, oh yeah, he just wrote a shit one. Okay, fine. You've been playing the long con on this one, having some of them be bad over the years. Yeah, that was all that was all deliberate. I, every time, every time you thought I was bad at my job, I was actually being good at my job, and you were fooled. Just to say. <laughs> just to say. The callbacks are going to be unreal to those moments. There's been yeah. a big argument on um, one of the uh, many wrestling chat rooms I, I, I uh, visit. Uh, because because things are going great. Things are going great. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My job's a joke. I'm broke. Things are going great. I don't know. From that song, you know. <laughs> I burnt my breakfast so far, and it was brown flakes. So that's a curious one. Things are going great. Your love life? Well, that's DOA, which is a joke I only got, I would say, 15 years after I stopped watching Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it stood for do it again. But no, apparently. <laughs> dead, dead on, on arrival. arrival. Yeah. Dead on arrival, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought there was like some sort of other joke there, like. No, no, I, I just don't. didn't know what DOA stood for. <laughs> oh, you said my husband was DWI? Ah, I always mix those two up. Uh, and there's a big argument going on about Sabu, uh, the wrestler Sabu. I know, you'll know him, Jack. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know how many people remember him from the halcyon days of ECW. But he's like, he started putting about a story that, like, his main, like, that when during his career, he would often put in botches deliberately. And um, depending on who you listen to, he was either doing it because, well, he did a really wacky style. And if it was real, he would sometimes slip. And so therefore he would put in deliberate times and slip off the ropes and stuff. There's other stories that he was doing it to, to work the marks into thinking he'd fucked up. I'm like, oh, I don't know that I can really take seriously a narrative that is every time in my career where it appeared I was being terrible, I was actually being deadly. <laughs> Even though there may be some truth to it. This coming from a man who carried a knife in his boot during every match in case shit got real. <laughs> well, his, uh, his uncle was the Sheik, um, who literally would tape, like, to each finger, he would tape, like... Um, the tape tape a, a blade and they weren't all for gigging him or others it was like it's like if the if shit gets real yes you're you because he wasn't a shooter he's like yes you you if you're jack briscoe well, not that i think he wrestled jack briscoe much but whoever uh danny hodge or whatever yes you can you will be able to defeat me physically but i'm gonna cut you but <laughs> i will st- i will stab you to death well, i don't think you're gonna laughing. stop someone to, i don't think you're gonna stop someone to death with like blades on your fingers like but he's just like i'm just gonna slice you I'm just gonna slice just you. Gonna ruin, just gonna ruin your evening. Yeah, I'll really fuck. I will really fuck up your day. Yeah. I mean, that's really all a wasp does. And you like, and you could kill a wasp easily, but you basically don't because it's like I don't want nothing to sting me and it hurts. You know. And like, guys, this this like is not a newsflash, but razor blades are fucking sharp. And <laughs> I have switched to a safety razor so like you put in a, a stainless steel single blade and you shave like that and just before I went on holidays I was changing the blade and like my hands were wet and I had like over tightened it or whatever uh-huh. and it slipped and it's honestly the worst cut I've ever got it cut me in like five places and it's one blade it's like yeah. how the fuck did that happen that's not that doesn't <laughs> sound that safety at all yeah, well that's because it was unsheathed it was unsheathed from its safety razor. That's that's when it did. Yeah, the in the same way that a safety pin without the uh, warm embrace of that metal thingy is a danger pin. That yeah, is a danger it's, pin. It's, it's, it's a knife. It's a it's a little pricky knife. Now, Gavin, <laughs> I say I noticed you say you bought a, a safety razor, and I one look at your lip would lead me to believe that you have still yet to learn how to use it. So that is <laughs> interesting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a safety razor. He said safety razor, but not stranger danger. Yeah, he's keeping yeah, it very exactly. This safety razor is making the stranger danger a lot easier. <laughs> it's a, um, the, it's it's safe. The safest thing of all, of course, is to not put it anywhere near your skin. I respect that, Gavin. That is yeah. Right, Jeff. Um, this 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 is this is where we are at the moment on the agenda this week. I think we're going to talk about Blackbird. I think we can't not at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen it. It's real. Yeah, it's 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 mad real. Yeah, we're so oh we're we're so far behind the news cycle, but like we need to expunge this this whatever it is that has taken residence in my mind. You know. 
Yeah, I think we do. But before we, there may be other things, but that's the important thing. But before we do, we've all got beers, and what are they, gentlemen? I am drinking Underwood Brewery, Brewer or Brewery, Underwood Brewer. They've taken out all of the vowels of Brewer, and I don't like that. It's their Tropical Punch, TDH Hazy IPA. You know what that means? It's triple dry hop, baby. They found oh, a way wow. to do it. They fucking figured it out. Oh my God, it's like the Gillette Mac Three of hopping. It's yeah, it is. My a beer is actually safety hop. H A Z Y, which may actually be hazy. I'm not sure that that's an acronym. D I P A. That's a lot of. There is. That's okay. Uh, so the TDH, they say it's it's triple dry hopped. Well, I would say I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I think Hold it's on. it's inspired by uh, by the the, the popular polit- New York politician for for about five minutes on the internet, which is that this beer is too damn hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's so many words in that none of them can mean anything. <laughs> yeah, a, a triple dry hopped hazy double IPA. Yeah. So okay. is it triple or double? It's it's a sex couple. And um, first taste, it's selling a lot. It's selling like Tropicana, Punch, Triple Dry Hop, Double IPA. Doesn't taste like a lot for all those different letters, you know? It's yeah, they are compensating. It, it, it's 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 compensating. It's grand. It's fine. It's grand. It's a fine ale, you say? It's a fine ale. Yeah. It's yeah. It's somewhat tropical. In a way, I suppose, if you're looking for it. But, like, if they didn't tell me it was tropical, would I know? I don't know if I would. Ah, no, well, it is. You reckon it's in, like, it's clearly a new beer as well, though. Because, I mean, I, I, obviously, there's, like, going to be a case where if you go back and, like, drink something that was first made in 2005, and you're like, they, people were like, whoa, that's like a tropical beach. And then you yeah. taste it now, and it's like, I guess there's a hint of grapefruit or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I fucking blasted my taste buds for the last five years on this yeah. show so i can no longer taste normal things <laughs> that's true uh, i chose to go for not a new beer um but beer that like i used to hate and now i think is brilliant um the schlenker and the marzen oh no oh! the only beer to ever request to come off of our countdown because they were not an ale <laughs> <laughs> i absolutely love that how european <laughs> Oh, German. Some damn Germans. That's damn just the worst thing the country of Germany has ever inflicted on the world with that, that Instagram message. <laughs> that, that tweet slash Instagram. And what do you think of it, man? So you, you're, you're loving it these days? You're loving the, the smoky ham beer? Yeah, it's because it's so smoky that it's like, you once you get, like, if I want, I really don't want a hint of sort of smoky so i wanted to like kick me in the balls there yeah. there's the smoke uh, and it and it does do that and once you get over the fact that it's like it does sort of taste like a rashery ashtray and uh, <laughs> like that there is actually a refreshing quality to it it is like it's, it's i think a marzen is a lager um yes so yeah i think you're a, right there's a you know, there's a once you get over the smokiness, it's quite clean. Now that makes no sense because yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. This <laughs> wouldn't be so smoky if it once wasn't you for get, all the smoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once you get over the pedophilia, Jared Fogel's actually a pretty good guy. You know, like, well, <laughs> That's a lot of there's a pretty big fucking caveat to that. Yeah, it's a pretty big one. All right. <laughs> Uh, he did used to be fat, and it is tough to come back from that. You know, if you if you were ever a junker, we can't really. Forget. Wait a minute, that's I misunderstood. Uh, wait a minute, that's not what people are mad at. Oh, I stopped reading that fat ass. I, <laughs> and Subway, I didn't I didn't realize all that rest of that stuff. But hey, what are you gonna do? So yeah, I don't know. This is. Do you think nice in beer. prison they've given him like a normal size jumpsuit or like a giant jumpsuit for how fat <laughs> he used to be? <laughs> he has to stand there and start he it has every to day. Stand holding it out and be like, "Look at how fat I used to be." Yeah. And, and then and then they pour and then they pour boiling acid in his face every every day. I think <laughs> every that day, is what, yeah. yeah, it is what happens. Um, 
Fair enough. Jack, what have you got there? You sort of... I have actually gone real simple with it, and I am drinking for the first time in a long time a punk IPA. Oh, oh getting swaggy with it. Just a, a, like an old standard. Yeah. Uh, a macro at this point, if you will. It basically is, but punk yeah. IPA continues to be a very nice beer. There's, there's mm-hmm. no change about it. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. It, it, uh, punk IPA really does put pause to the sort of beer hipster um, because like at this point punk IPA is mainstream and it's still fucking delicious and yeah, yeah. yeah. does yeah, it doesn't matter doesn't matter you know it's like oh I actually like the you know mm, sweat of a nun's tit uh, from the no movie. not the sweat you know, of a like, nun's tit don't <laughs> you knock it don't you knock that sweat knocker especially under boob sweat I mean I'm telling you When it gets held in there for a long old time under the table. Oh, you forgive the Catholic Church anything after the taste <laughs> of the sweat of a nun's tit, sir. What do you has think to be they served warm. Has to be served warm. Has to be served warm, Whitey. And it's actually only a Trappist um, tit if, you, <laughs> if, if it's under boob sweat because it traps it, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, but yeah, punk up here. A tasty, a tasty beer. And, and for the 500th time on this program, we probably should reiterate that actually craft beer people are not hipsters. They are neckbeards. Granted, they are similar. Yeah. They are similar. Yeah. But they're, they're not hipsters. They're, they're flipsters. Flat hipsters. Ooh. You know. It's fun to say. And fun to do. It's fun to get heavy. <laughs> it's like, it is, it is, very it is no fun I've to eaten, get I've thin. Delicious food in my life. <laughs> you. Is it fun? To, it's fun to get heavy. Agreed. Is it fun to be heavy? Oh, no. 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 no it's no. not fun to get thin, but it's fun to be thin. Yeah, but I. But unfortunately, as soon as you are thin, it like all the things like it's fun to like go out and like drink for five days straight and all that stuff. Like, and then it's like I get fat again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what, it's, it's kind of how it happens. Um, what are you going to do? Take a photograph. It lasts forever. Get thin once, take a bunch of photos, and you're good. You're good in the world. <laughs> yeah, I still have that thirst trap photo that you posted on Twitter, drunk one night, Manus. I'm glad you, I don't have it anymore, but I'm glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It's an important. I've got, a lot, I've got a bunch more. I took, a, I took my advice. I've taken a shitload of photos of myself. Good. Good. You were so fucking shredded. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no need to, and like with lots of different clothes on, so it looks like it was over different times. So there's no need to do that again, which is the great yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like, here's how I could look. Here's how I, I could ch- look, ladies. I choose not to, ladies. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, and Michelle, while she quite liked how I looked then, didn't like like how boring I was at that point, at that time. So it's like, <laughs> You know, just sitting at the table with a, what was the, the Ned Flanders thing and a glass of water for dipping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, definitely fun to be with someone who's in great shape. Not fun to be with someone who's getting in great shape, but de- very well, not fun if it's to not be your, with if it's getting fat. Not if it's not your thing as well. Like, like, yeah, I, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm overselling how unfun it is to get. It is fun to exercise. It is fun to like. To, to, to when you get into when you get into a real rhythm of it yeah it's real fun i'm at the point now where i exercised for a week straight when i came back from from uh, holidays and then like some some stuff happened in my personal life that meant that i couldn't anymore and now i'm like i have to really g myself up to exercise even though yeah. when i'm there and when i'm in a routine i really enjoy it yeah yeah so it is fun to do. What it is not fun to do is when you was when your partner is like, so are we, you know, going to the pick anything, the cheesecake bath factory? And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> God, really, I gotta get up in the morning and do a thing, you know. And then it is, it's like, okay, this is crap. The thing she said sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only reason I can't do it is because I've decided I want to like be this guy, you know. Yeah. So there's um there's swings and there's roundabouts uh, at the lazy person gym uh, because you don't like to do <laughs> <laughs> push me on the roundabout. Why is the gym not more like a playground for adults? 
mean, if they wanted more people to go, it would be. I think secretly they don't. Actually, they it's do not know, a secret. Yeah. It's not a secret. They've got your money already. The best best scenario for them is you forget to cancel and you don't ever go. That's the... And I think that's especially true of your fly fits, where like how many people are a member of fly fit Portobello? Fucking ten thousand. If they all went to the gym three times a week, <laughs> you'd be I fucked. mean, like, you'd be totally fucked, you know? It's like they're like Bernie Madoff, except we all know it's a Ponzi scheme, but we just, we want it, but we think it would be fine for us. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know. they're like, is there a very, you know, how does this all work? Oh, well, I simply take the money from here and put it there. And then, what if they all ask for it at once? Oh, what? They're never going to do that. Come on. What's going to happen? Yeah, Some sort yeah. of recession? <laughs> I mean, come on. This ship can't sink. <laughs> the more I, the more I, I've been listening to the "You're Wrong About" podcast, which I think is just fantastic. I listen to the Enron scandal, and the more I hear about Ponzi schemes, the easier they seem to set up because people <laughs> yeah. are very willing to believe in these sort of get rich quick schemes, <laughs> and also very willing to do. There is an element of it. Unfortunately, it doesn't really stand up because it, it stands up at the start where you can only really con a conner because an honest person will observe that it's like, obviously, this can't, this has to fuck me somewhere down the, down the way. Mm. He ha- um, but like a conner will be like, yeah, but I'll get in early enough to where I'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bandit, you know? <laughs> I'm but it doesn't dip. And that does basically hold true until you get down to the very lower tiers where eventually you're just like oh so you just harassed an elderly person for a couple of weeks until they gave you their pension right okay i mean but then yeah, yeah you could do that yeah, yeah. i guess so <laughs> um, so i don't want to fall into the category of being like well they got what they deserved and in fact the ones who most deserve to lose all their money probably actually end up doing okay because they got in early enough and, uh, yeah but like I, I do. What's that podcast it, you said about? What was what it was called? The, the you're, you're, podcast? you're you're wrong about. Okay. And it just goes back to things in time and like deals with like cultural mis- misconceptions about it. Um, and yeah, the Enron one is really interesting. I've been listening to the back to back, so I actually like have done the thing where it's like, yeah, I read the book, but I don't remember anything about it. So uh, yeah. what's the point of reading this? You know. <laughs> um, I might watch a fucking Enron documentary this evening. Smartest people in the room? Smartest guys in the room, yeah. There's, um... Didn't realize it was gendered. Okay, won't be watching that one. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't realize that the crooked E turned out to be number one crooked and number two no, the... misogynist? <laughs> yeah, the smartest... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the best thing about it was that it was misogynist. Uh, yeah. the, smartest go- the smartest guys in the room got swindled by Enron. The women just were like, we're not fucking yeah, This is dumb. We're way <laughs> yeah, smarter yeah, than yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. This is dumb as chips. <laughs> Look at these guys. They're rubbing their hands together with glue. Yeah. <laughs> <Why are> you... <laughs> uh, yeah the, I, think, I think the most interesting thing from the podcast was like Enron was a gas company at start and was making like tiny margins. And then it, it basically invented gas futures. Like it invented like a, a trading commodity future, trading like of its its thing commodity futures, and then everyone started fucking doing it, and it's like, oh shit, we we can no longer lie about how much money we're making. Fuck. Funny you mentioned gas futures. I don't think Enron um, invented gas futures because I remember even as a young boy after a feed of beans being very well aware that there was gas in my future. <laughs> Well before, well before. There's a um, couple of up and coming comedians with gas futures. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Man, remember being an up and coming comedian? Wasn't that great? Nah, I prefer <laughs> yeah. being a down and going comedian. No, yeah. man, because you could be really shitty when you're like when you're like 22. <laughs> yeah. like people, and, and people will still be like, God knows what the future has in store for these guys. Yeah. He could be anything, even good. Yeah, yeah, I think the sad thing about us is we're still doing this, so we can't be like retired comedians who, oh, like, yeah. you know, have have ah, uh, they gave up the goat eventually. It's like, no, these guys are still like, they're still doing it, just no one, of, no one cares, just, just yeah. no one cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's like this is how our careers end. This is how our careers end. Not my with friend, the bag. My friend, my friend Rory said that to me when we were at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Uh, we were like eighteen. We were over in Paris playing uh, playing rugby, and he just said, "You know, like legacy wise, the best thing we could do is jump right now." <laughs> You're like, this is it. Ain't gonna get better if we jump now. <laughs> All those things you were aspiring to be, that gets to be what you were, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that old Dylan Moran joke, like, don't, don't fuck with your potential. You'll realize it's, you'll prove it to be much lower than people think it might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your ATM bonds. You never need to leave it alone. <laughs> he is such a, that was monster. That was, he was a peak Dylan Moran at that point because he'd just come back. He, like, Black Books had just finished. Yeah. And he was still, uh, he, like, he just had a he had a certain way about himself. In fact, he came up with the greatest insult for us because the the song making fun of thing that comedians all started doing is quite boring, quite lazy, and quite dumb. So, so no so, one has. What 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 do you mean by that? You, know, like, you just oh, take the lyrics of a song. You just go, Shit, fuck, what are they saying? It's like you know, uh, okay. Chris Rock did it. Um, he was probably quite you know. I think he was like trying to break. Ed, Bur- down, Ed like, Burns' most famous joke is is was the. Like, I, I, the ironic, ironic one. yeah yeah hmm. these guys saw the final countdown did it about all rise it was real <laughs> <laughs> yeah but nobody ever paid us very much money so <laughs> did yeah, uh, exactly. professional wrestler yeah. jay money in a totally independent and unconnected turn of yeah, it was one thing for us to write that the first time for someone to for someone to have to, the foolishness to steal it yeah yeah steal from better <laughs> comedians <laughs> yeah but yeah in, in Mo- there are disgraced Mon- comedians out there that no one is listening to that you could steal from. You could do it's Louis true. C.K.'s full hour at a club in Dublin, and people would be like, "Wow, this guy's really up and coming." This guy's <laughs> up and coming. They, um, but the Dylan Moran one was about was about Fat Boy Slim, and it was about um, uh, check it out now. It's a funk soul, mm. you know. Everyone was very excited. Maybe he was bringing cake. He was coming anyway. What <laughs> thing was? Thing was though, he wasn't here yet. And I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying, take a broom handle, dip one end in brake fluid, shove the other end up my arse, put me on a trampoline in a moving lift, and I'd write a better song on the walls. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I don't know whether to thank him for that. Very funny. I don't know whether to thank him for that or blame him for that, because that was around 2006. And I saw that and I was like, man, I'd love to just do that. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> couldn't I write hilarious lines and deliver them for an hour straight? <laughs> seemed yeah, easy at the time. Seemed easy at the time, exactly. Everyone's always saying, you're so funny. You should try to do comedy. Anyone who ever tells you that is not your friend and you should kill them. Go for the eyes. Go for the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Get those razor blades you have on your fingers and go for the eyes. Because let me tell you, with the lenient sentencing in this country, the amount of time you'll spend in jail for killing them by taking, poking their eyes out and leaving them to bleed will be less time than you will have wasted during your 20s trying to make that dream come true. So kill them. <laughs> That's true. Go it's actually an investment. It's an investment. An investment in your eyes. own future. Yeah. And you'll have a bit of street cred coming out. You'll have a bit of street cred coming out. You go into interviews and people say, what have you been doing for the last 10 years? It is a hell of a lot less embarrassing saying <laughs> I was in prison for clawing someone's eyes out than it is to say I was trying to be a fucking stand-up. Yeah, and then, I killed him. I went for the eyes. Went right for the and, eyes. And at the end of it all, when you come out of jail, you'll have a lot of great stories. You could probably be a stand-up then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when a taxi driver asks you what you do for a living, and you say, I killed a guy. I went for the eyes. He doesn't go, tell us a fucking joke then, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he minds his P's and Q's. He minds his P's and Q's. I love, my, my favourite joke about being asked to tell a joke is Hannibal Buress has a great one, which is, man, when you say you're a stand-up comedian, everybody always says, hey, tell me a joke. I don't know. I just always respond like, I need a few things to tell a joke, like a microphone, a stage, context. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so, I wish I had heard that. I wish he had written that joke sooner. (laughs) Because I remember being at like a work function 
and telling one of my bosses, this is when I was in like PwC, that I'd like I had like just come back from Edinburgh, the Edinburgh show that we had done that I had a week. And they're like, oh, do a bit now. I'm like starting to walk <laughs> up to the mic to announce me. And I'm like, please no. I have to physically restrain this woman. There was like a hundred people in the room that I all had to work with. And I was just like, no, no, I need, to, I need to explain so much about why this isn't gonna work. And also the, yeah. sorry, sorry. Just like can I can I say, obviously you did the right thing by not doing it. Yeah. If like that person should be fired. Like I think that that is a level of harassment of a junior staff member that is not acceptable. <laughs> ah, I was I was trained I was trained not being that harassable for my whole time. <laughs> I gave it as good as I got it. I harass you, <laughs> ladies. Based <laughs> on the up, gone too soon. Gone too. Actually, he might have been gone at the exact right. <laughs> he time. might have gone at the yeah. right time. <laughs> On reflection, I've never thought about this, but maybe Patrice O'Neill died exactly when he was meant to. But see, no, because see, I think he started that, like, at the wrong time. We should start it sooner. I think it rem- like there's a very big oh you can't say anything these days narrative that like goes around. But I think what it is is that the people saying that don't have the skill to say what they would yeah. like to say. Big yeah. time. Manus, me and you are reading from the same book and we are also on the same page. Well, fellas, <laughs> well, fellas I, I was at Dave Chappelle only a couple of days ago. And let me tell you, I was very worried going to that show because I feared that he would be doing just like a very like I'm on he's just been killing him. people, hasn't he? He's like been like taking out a gun and shooting yeah, people. Murder. He, I know, he actually, he's gone for the eyes. He was sick of those. He's got, a lot, <laughs> he's got, of, he's got a lot of goodwill. I mean, those two seasons of the Chappelle show were pretty good, you know? Yeah. But he, um, I was really worried that he was going to do his like, you know, like all, like a lot of great comedians do, you know, he gets to his Carlin, like late stage career. It's not really funny anymore. It's just like mm. yelly political stuff. I was very worried that Chappelle was going to be that. And I, I come bearing good news. He made almost no trans jokes and the show was funny. Well, he's bound uh, well, to be sick. Even he's bound to be sick of it by now. Because yeah. it was either going to be true that he was going to move on or he's done. And I don't mean done as in he can't perform anymore. I mean, or just, just done as a relevancy. Because yeah, yeah. like people, that does happen. Even the best of all time will eventually get done. Carlin is a very good example. Not that Carlin went down that road but like where by the end he was, yeah he was playing to his audience and they were clapping as much as they were laughing exactly uh, yes, yeah agree yeah, Car- yeah he Carlin, was Carlin, Carlin was no longer at that stage a comedian yeah he, he was, was some he sort was of Carlin. preacher he was George Carlin yeah a yeah. preacher yeah essentially an atheist preacher it happened to it happened to Hicks, and it would have only happened worse had Hicks lived longer. Um, yeah, you know. oh, God, oh, yeah. It, it happened to Hicks. Sorry, it happened, so quickly. it happened to Hicks so quickly. I do not like Bill Hicks. I, as a comedian, I do not. I don't think he's funny. I think he went down the Carlin route too soon, and there's not enough like funny Hicks material to I, counterbalance the 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 I you know love, loud shouting. Because I heard him, I heard him like I like feel like I like found it on LimeWire. Didn't know who he was. Just listened to it. Didn't have any context. And I thought that he was talking about the current Bush administration. And I had no idea he was dead. <laughs> and it really held up. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed. Yeah. And, then, and then there was like the, the fucking goat man shit that he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. oh, goat boy, yeah, goat yeah, boy. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, that's not doing it for me. I just need to, I just need to get through those bits, and then he'll get back to you know. When he was doing that, he was off in like the Kinnison, the Sam Kinnison realm as well, where he like he got laughs doing something before, and then he's like, "Oh, oh!" And he's like, "Okay, that's all you do now is you shout, okay?" Mm. Like you know. Um. So I suppose what my point about Patrice O'Neill is, I think he he was skilled enough that I think he would have found a way to say exactly what he wanted to say in a way that I think people would have been like, okay, look, okay, look, the Pearl Clutchers weren't going to like it, but they didn't like it they, then They don't either. like him now, yeah. they didn't like him then. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, that's uh, a different why thing. Why can't I, like, can I just uh, harass you? Will actually probably play as well today because it's so on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> so on the nose. <laughs> well, look, we should talk about higher art than comedy. Maybe You're right, yeah. Maybe something like, I don't know, music, Nats, Nats not good enough. What about... No, dance? no one no, dances, like Dan, dance is crap. What about... Yeah. What about cinema? 
Everybody can get down on cinema. And cinema every, every, every film that comes into the cinema is an artistic masterpiece. It's true. Well, yeah, that's well, how it gets there. Well, it's that's funny how it gets say, there, duh. It's funny you say that, Gavin and Jack, because I used to think the films were pretty good, you know? Yeah. But the guys working in, the guys and gals in Hollywood and wherever they make films in England, London, I suppose, or Bollywood, if you're in Bali, I guess, <laughs> yeah. I figured they knew what they were doing. And there wasn't really any need for any influx of anything until now. Well, because, yeah. Because you might think that it would be impossible for someone to, at the same time, sweep in as the preeminent writer, director, producer, and lead actor. Wow. That person must be really talented to do all I of mean, those jobs. How many people have done the, like, what's the big award thing? EGOT. An EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, yeah. Oscar, Tony. Like, the closest guy, like, some people have done it, but not very many. South Basically, Park, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg and a bunch of people we don't care about. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg and a bunch of composers. Did Whoopi and Oscar? Liza Minnelli, I think. And Rena, Rena Marina as well. Whoopi Goldberg did it. Yeah, she got oh. a, a Grammy. She got an Oscar for Color Purple, I believe. Oh, oh I assumed it would have been remember. for Sister Act, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she got Mel her... Brooks has as well. We also care about Mel Brooks, I suppose. Mel Brooks, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she got her Grammy for a comedy album. She got her Tony. She could could have got her Tony for anything. I think she was on the stage a lot. And then Emmy for Star Trek. I assume. I don't know. <laughs> My, it probably was. I mean, I can't think of too many. The well, Emmy. I mean, the Emmy was actually. She actually has two Emmys. Um, probably has one for the View, but that's one for, a daytime one for the Emmy. View. One for the View and one for an after school special. I don't think you I counted that. I, I I never thought you counted a daytime Emmy for an EGOT, but I guess why not. Just because just it's a different time of the day, you know? Oh, yeah, no, she, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got it. Also she got. She also has yeah. a special award from the regular Emmys. Oh, she got a sweet I think special. I think special awards don't count either. They really should. But there's a lot. They I mean, it's a made like, up thing. Honorary Oscars and stuff don't count. Yeah. It's a made up thing, but like, it's all made up. Everything's made up. Like, yeah. Her, well, yeah, her the, Oscar the, was the for her Oscar it's was made, for her made up disease. In, her Oscar was for Ghost. Her Oscar was for Ghost, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And her rally was, was she, for... She got was best for, supporting, I suppose, and it was like, what did she win the... What did she win... The Grammy was for, for her comedy album. What did she win yeah. the Olympic gold medal in? So, <laughs> 100-meter comedy special. <laughs> 100-meter comedy special. <laughs> was, it, was it Peter O'Toole who got his Lifetime Achievement Oscar in the same... Like, he was still nominated for a regular one that same year yeah <laughs> for, for beginning that. or for beginners or yeah I can't. he was an old man anyway but uh, by that time but it was like <laughs> i think he did he made the point like you know i'm nominated for an actual one right <laughs> 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 maybe pick a different year lads yeah. <laughs> that well, was hey, a me... real you're not winning this one peter <laughs> yeah. you're not it's like you're not winning Best supporting for this role with Carrie Mulligan, you know? You're, like, you're 95 years old. There's every chance you're not going to be alive next year. So we're not going to not give you a statue this year. Yeah. There's, there's every chance you won't be alive between the one you're nominated for and the one we give you. <laughs> they put it out really early in the show. <laughs> this has all been foreground to our review of the film Blackbird with future EGOT candidate Maga Flanley. How do you talk about perfection? It was. I mean, okay, all right, here's how I feel about it. I feel because of Blackbird, we should just give a random person on earth 40 million euros once a year <laughs> To make a film that they have to write, produce, direct, <laughs> to star in. And if this is what we get, fucking yes. It was amazing. It was <laughs> super. The only caveat I would have there, Gavin, is I think if you gave a random person 
40 million euros they would have too much humility and the film would be better and therefore worse yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah, need yeah. the ego of michael flatley <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah it was i it would was... categorize it as and I, i've been describing to people as unmissable cinema absolutely i want i i want to buy a dvd of this so i have a physical manifestation of it that i can watch it proof that it always existed yeah yeah like, cause it's it's not that odd for some of the elements of this film to exist. Like, there is a bunch of people with a uh, you know guys who will write, direct, star, and produce their own film, and they mm. will be a ninja black belt, and they'll you know there's loads of them. Uh, the, the red <laughs> yeah. letter media guys watch them all the time. They have them on best of the worst, but they're always they always have a budget of no money or like. <laughs> Like it yeah. never, it's never like, oh, and by the way, yeah, it got a nationwide cinematic release and it's still in the cinema. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. They the, usually um, aren't as successful as Michael Flatley is in something else to where they can. Yeah, um, where they can do it. Or with as much money as Michael Flatley has. Like, I think the other thing, like you compare it mostly to The Room because it's another person yeah. just like getting Which into is, cinema yeah with kind of no idea what they're doing. Michael Flatley has more of an idea than Tommy Wiseau, but he also has, he's also Michael Flatley, so it's funnier in that way. Yes, um, it's funny. Yeah, like, it is, because we know who he is. Yeah. A lot of the root of it is, is, is that. It's like, if this was to be just a nobody in the leading role, I, I don't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't land. I mean, the man is a dancer. Yeah, like the stuff, the stuff about like the way he walks. Like he walks he's like a dancer. About. And it's like, that's yeah, how a super yeah. agent walks. That's how a dancer walks. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I felt like, to contrast it with, like, obviously what he's going for, I watched the most recent James Bond, and, like, it's <laughs> Daniel Craig's last James Bond, so, like, you're very focused on his performance. And I was just amazed by his, like, his movement. Everything was so smooth. Everything was so yeah. slick. Like, he really, like, embodied James Bond. Whereas, like, you can't look at Victor, whatever his name is, the Blackbird, who Michael Flatley plays, and not say, that is Michael fucking Flatley. He walks like Michael Flatley. Because, yeah. like, he's so upright and he's so, like, I don't his know. hips are in everything he does. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Like, his walk is something that, like, you could just spot from a mile away and it's so funny and just changes the film entirely. He, and then mince, the other he thing, minces about that hotel. <laughs> he does mince. He does mince, and I do not use that word lightly. No, <laughs> there is no one um, else. May he may be the first person to have that. May be what mincing is. No one may have yeah. ever minced before or since. That may be the sin qua non of mincing. He was doing it. We had a theoretical understanding of what mincing might be. He's the Higgs boson of mincing. Yeah, the exactly. god This is what mincing is, and if you're doing something like this, you are approximating mincing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must have been for, for, for mince enthusiasts, it must be what for like string theorists when they like finally find one shred of evidence that the thing they're talking about is anything other than nonsense, where they'll be like, oh my god, strings, you know. Um, <laughs> we we saw we saw we saw peak mince. Um, yeah. yeah, the other several other noticeable things uh he loves hacks and loves even more a jaunty angle <laughs> he loves a jaunty angle. i would say <laughs> what jarred me is the consistency of the angle of the hat yeah um it was always precisely the same level of jaunt <laughs> yeah it was and that it stayed on his head is a miracle well it's no, the perfect it angle in any sort of dance uh, dance break where you want to like pull the hat and like move away like that like they always like to do you know when they're dancing <laughs> yeah. about yeah. I bet um, it was a struggle to get him to not do more Hattie stuff, like, you know, like uh, uh, Smooth Criminal Michael Jackson stuff. It's like, ow, ow, <laughs> kicking it and stuff, you know. Um, there, like, there are several things, like, the own, here's something else. The only interesting parts of the film were how bad it was. It, it was, was but for the fact that it was so terrible, exceptionally boring. Like yeah. very nothing happens. Yeah. It was so dull. It, I, and as well, I think Gavin made this point where it's like we were we could at any it felt it was only an hour and a half. It was a tight ninety. 
you could never it felt like five hours because you could never tell where you were and it's like we're either just at the start or we're about to finish i yeah. have no yeah. idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah tremendously unclear what act of the film you were in yeah and there was a and lot who of the bad guy was <laughs> it was not obvious i'm not still not certain it wasn't um michael himself there slick to tell you the truth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was also, you're never in a good place as a film when we're watching it and on several occasions going, oh yeah, that's, remember when we did that exact thing? <laughs> yeah, we, we were too lazy to end. write something else. <laughs> 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 like there were several times, like we, we, had a, we, had a, we, had a, we had a line in our, um, in one of our shows at one point where it's like, why does everything have to go to the cargo hold? And the line is, it's because of the plot. We just plot. don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so often it was like, well, we just, I mean, we, everyone has to be here now. So we're, yeah. we're, <laughs> when he drags up, they just go behind. They go behind the crates. And he beats up like five guys. Comes back out. We don't know how it happened. It wasn't easy. <laughs> All it easy. <laughs> and you're going, yeah, we'd have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> again, so anything, these criticisms are actually praises because, like, anything that made it better would have made it worse. But, like, yeah. if he was just acting in it, like, if he had a competent director, someone who knew how to write a script, or even was willing to Google, what happens in a script you know um and like everything else was pretty confident like i bet you could as long as you didn't need him to be the main guy playing a role he's not suited for i bet michael flatley would be a fine character actor like have him play the Mm. mincy dancy guy like he's a scene stealer i could see it you know even really leading to what he's good at like have him play a mincy dancy guy who thinks he's a tough guy with that? Like I could see that working mm. in 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 a in, in in a confident filmmaker's movie. Oh, thank God that Michael Flatley is not a confident filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> that he wrote this and he wrote this role for Michael Flatley, and he's like, who would be good at playing a tough guy who's also suave and gets all the ladies? <laughs> I know me. Why <laughs> the bets he actually did hold auditions? <laughs> and he like auditioned a bunch of guys and he was like I think it's pretty clear that I'm the only one who can do this I mean if there's anything we've learned from the last four hours of audition <clears> they're really just be, not capturing it <laughs> it has to be a, it has to be the flat man he got um, he got the world's best B-movie villain uh, to play the villain um, yeah Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts yeah uh, who was having the time of his little life <laughs> he knew exactly he what knew he knew exactly what movies and he did he did an unironically brilliant job like everyone yeah. else was kind of crap like that one english actress whose mouth didn't quite match her words that was insane oh, they were dubbing her over it was crazy they'd adr every single every part. single line was adr it was fucking crazy and like it's and badly so done. obvious as well really badly done or what, that's a real voice. What happened? What happened on set that her voice just couldn't be used? Michael cast her out of. Michael went to the Johnny Ace school of how to how to pick someone for the cast. So <laughs> he just was like looking at a looking at like a lingerie magazine. And he cast her out of that without checking what anything else. And she showed up on on, uh, on the first day, and she was like, "Hey, everybody, I'm here to be in the show." Victor. And he was like, obviously, I'm like a flatly. I never made a mistake. The intention always was to ADR of her voice, splicing yeah, some reaction shots. They did it for me. Darth Vader. I don't know why it won't work now. Still um, recording our popular internet radio program, sweetheart. I'll ring you back. Oh, we've got to have special guest Michelle. Special guest. Beat special guest Michelle. She's, she's, she's. She's smarter than that. <laughs> she, yeah. I heard she not going to ruin her hell. career. No, I'm attaching myself to that bullshit. Yeah, we need at least um, one of us to one of us to keep our job uh, if, if this thing keeps going. It was, I but it was amazing. Blackbird enough. It's, it's incredible. It's truly, like, and I'm glad that there were still other people in the cinema who were on our we same got there and of, ev- like, Literally, every single person in the cinema was popping cans. Yeah, talking shit. Yeah. I felt like it felt like a real communal experience that I haven't had in a cinema that's not like a screening in the sugar club of the room. 
Well, yeah, when yeah. I first when I first went in, I was I was thinking this is going to be too much. These guys have seen it before and they're going to be just shouting at the screen the whole time. They didn't. They did it. They were there for the first time. They were just enjoying it. You, but, you know, like when you go to the room, it's like if you were if you haven't seen it five times before and you go to one of those screenings where everyone's like. Aah! Yeah, so there's bits you mi- that you're supposed to do and it's yeah. And you miss yeah, out yeah. On, on what it is. And we weren't there. But like this needs to be this needs to be. The theaters need to be full for this. We're, we we were we were just we're trying not to go too much into like the plot and stuff because we still think it might be a good idea to do a um to do um whatever they call it a things. record along a mm. record along where like we just watch it and you can you can watch it with us um, and it might still be worth watching. So I don't want to go scene by scene on it or anything. So that's possibly why this is not the greatest review in the whole world, but. But it, but back to, to uh, uh, is it John Roberts? What's it? Or, or Owen Roberts, the main guy? Eric Roberts. Eric. Eric Roberts. Julia Roberts' is, cousin. Is he actually? Yes. Oh, that's. Or might be he, brother. No, I think it really cousin. seems like he could be a. She really feels like she should be his cousin, you know, after <laughs> this performance. They don't Julia give Roberts away Oscar. sister. Yeah, Julia Roberts' they, sister. Yeah. Emma, Emma give, Roberts' dad. Amazing. Roberts dad, yeah. And the most talented of the three, but he gets none of the credit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but they they don't give an Oscar away for just one scene. But if they did, that scene when he is on the boat, yeah, I'll <laughs> say no more. It's just like uh, yeah, and the Oscar for the actor having the most fun is <laughs> yeah. Eric the winner of, in the winner of most Eric Roberts remains <laughs> Eric Roberts. The time of his elderly life. <laughs> God bless Michael Flatley. And if you, if if you if you're listening to this and Blackbird is still in your local cinema, that's the place to Go. see it. Yeah. Second best place to see it, sure, would be to watch the DVD or the pirated copy when you listen to our uh, our our, our uh, commentary track on it. But the best time to see it is in the cinema with your pals. And I do think you need to have a couple of drinks. I think it's necessary. I yeah. think it is necessary. Yeah, I, I feel like it, 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 to me, has fully taken over the position that Wild Mountain Time almost filled, you know? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, It's yeah, done that, yeah. such a fabulous job of being what it is. Uh, this is the new Irish bad movie for me. And the thing is, I don't think we're going to get... Yeah, because, like, what are the other ones where it's, like, that one that Mikey from Boyzone is in where there's, like, ninjas and stuff? And, uh, oh, Fatal Deviation. Fatal Deviation, Fatal Deviation is very like, The good. budget's super low on that, though. Oh, so you're yeah, not getting, it is. You're not getting this. Now... And also, in Fatal Deviation, one of the bloopers at the end is just an actual car crash where the main guy nearly dies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, oh, sorry. What? <laughs> Yeah, so they do like the whole film and like the <laughs> whatever, and then they do bloopers at the end. And as opposed to those bloopers where like, well, oh, I said a wrong liner. Oh, one of the lights fell. It's like a blooper and like he's driving a car and the car flips and he's like, Jesus, yeah, I nearly died. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Incredible. The problem is I worry that Michael Flatley is going to learn the wrong lesson from this i think michael flatley is going to go like people seem to be really liking my film oh they're laughing at it well it was meant to be a joke the whole time let's make a sequel and then he'll try to make a funny one no Mm, he's gonna anchorman to himself and it'll be death yeah Yeah. and the best lesson so i don't like to use wrestling terms in real life very much but uh, this one (laughs) this one occasion We'll, give it, we'll grant you an exception this week, man. If you wouldn't mind, brother. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to shoot, but okay. Cool. I don't want, I'm going to. Sh- I'm going to shoot hard on flat. Okay. okay. Um. If we could kayfabe flatly into believing that we like this because it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. He'll make another yeah, one that- with the same energy that he made this one. If we could convince him that we just unironically thought it was. Fucking class. Yeah, because yeah. that was the problem with Tommy Wisu was like he realized everyone was laughing at it and then he went, I always meant to make it this way. It's yes, funny great yeah. American comedy movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, no, shut the fuck up, man. It's way funnier when you're when you're a delusional weirdo. Like, you know. Yeah, the sap's gotta have dignity. 
<laughs> the sap's, have the sap's gotta have dignity. Like, oh. if Flatley could get into like Seagal territory, to where like I, I I'm fully aware Steven Steven Seagal is unaware enough that he's like, yeah, everyone thinks I'm awesome. Everyone thinks I'm awesome. Yeah, I've gained, I've gained like 200 else. pounds and no one has even noticed. It's amazing. <laughs> My martial arts skills are so on, pro, so on point. Vladimir Putin's always telling me how great I am. <laughs> great pair of friends, Seagal and Putin. Great. <laughs> so we want Flatley to be more Seagal and less we suck. So that's, that's okay. Let's make it happen, guys. Everybody just tweet how great the film is. Yeah. Unironically... It, I yeah. know we we, sl- we slated him for done. a bit here, but he but he won't be listening to us. Do you think uh, he reads reviews? He's no, I can't I don't imagine think he, he reads the negative ones. I imagine he I imagine he has <laughs> the positive ones. So he doesn't read series. reviews. <laughs> oh, for that film, <laughs> sure, right? I, I, think I, ha- I think he has, has a like secretary. positive ones on his ceiling above his bed. So he can read I think he has a secretary ah. who prints out the internet and brings it to him physically. Yeah. And, and if we can convince that person to only bring him the positive ones, we might, we might, this plan might just work. I think it might work. And we know he doesn't read history books, or he does, and he's a terrible person because we know what sort of decor he had in his <laughs> We head. know what sort of art he has. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't praise it enough. Go and see it. And then once you've seen it, come back and enjoy our watch along with it. We're going to post. Right soon now. Yeah. Well, one of these days. Yeah. Great way for us to pirate out this. One of these days. Any day now. Any day now. It'll be right up. If, if you're, if you think Michael Flatley is foolish for not reading, not reading his bad reviews, and you're still believing when we say we're going to do something, you, <laughs> you are. Or fool you, Michael. Fool I really you. do mean that we're going to do it, though. But I also know that I've meant that about like ten different things we're supposed to do. <laughs> oh yeah, I so. mean, like the plan. I meant the plan. I don't yeah, think at the moment you, the plan yeah. is. At the moment yeah. the plan is. Plan is, you know? and someday, no. The the Jack move is to like later on be like, even though we didn't do it, still be like, so what we were going to do was <laughs> like try and make that the story. That's the move. That's like, the move. I, I, I look for I look forward to you talking about this thing that we never did for ages, man. I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to be the guy. I'm looking forward to being the hammer instead of the nail this time, Jack. Yes. <laughs> it's actually honestly, it's great. It is. Great. Awesome. Awesome. I can see the attraction. I really can. I really yeah. can. All right. Um a quick review of the beers. Uh this like the, the Schnankel of Marzen already got like 10 out of 10 when we reviewed it before. Uh, and then I shot on it without giving it an official score. I think I, I really like it. It's great. Uh, more of that, please. Um, Gavin, of your tropical Hawaii Mamba Damba Jamba Juicer, um, delicious, juicy, juicy IPA. Uh, yeah, it's it's like it's it's a fine beer. It's a fine ale. It uh, overpromises, but then again, these days, what beer isn't overpromising? If you could tell us what triple dry hopped means, uh, Underwood Brewer. I will give this a 10 out of 10, but for now it's a seven because that means nothing. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm drinking punk IPA. Everyone knows what that is. It's because it's good. Uh, yeah, it's like it's I mean it's like an eight. It's like not exceptional enough to be a 10 for me, but it's like so solid across the fucking board. Yeah. It's uh, it's a real candidate for the uh for the uh for one of the many things that we promise to do all the time and never do. It's a real candidate for the alcohol of fame. Where it's just like it is. We are actually think, years yeah, we should overdue several years overdue. Yeah, we'll do one soon. Yeah. It's on the way. Yeah, let's make it's that. It's on the way, Planet. guys. Planet. Yeah. All righty, guys. All right. Gentlemen, I guess and, and this time, and this time, there really is only one. There is actually only one. There really is only one thing to cheers to, and it's to mincing about. <laughs> <laughs> mincing about to mincing about to you flat I'm to a you. flat man <laughs> Michael Flatley flat never change please <laughs> yeah please never change change your decor but don't change yourself don't yeah. change yourself I mean I'm willing to put up with him having a couple of posters or already a if it means he makes Blackbird 2 <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll set Blackbird 2 as a prequel and it'll be set in the 40s and we'll all have to go to find out which side Flatley's on <laughs> I want it to be set in like yeah 1859 in Richmond, Virginia <laughs> 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 I, yeah, Russell, do, you Flatley, like, uh, 
the clay. Michael Flatley like has, I think, a lot of false views about what it is to be Irish as a, a, as a lot American. of Irish Ameri- as a lot of Irish Americans do. Do you think he's like? Well, of course, uh, the Irish kept neutral because uh, you know they wanted to keep their options open, uh, Hitler wise. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Hitler wise. Hitler wise. Isn't that right there, Slick? And when I say chief, I mean chief of the Gestapo, of course. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> the, yeah, that's what the chieftains referred to. Said it a lot. It must have meant something. I don't know. And his that's... pal, which we didn't mention at all, Smitty, or whatever the guy was. And the attractive ladies who kept trying to bang him. So for many no we'll save it. We'll save it for. We'll save the... it. Oh, we'll... God. What, like, the, yeah, what, the, what, the bikini shot of the, like, blonde. Woman was gratuitous. It was outrageous. Uh, it was it gratuitous. Was. It was like that was a very like the like the people of James Bond have really figured out how to get Halle Berry to walk out of water wearing a bikini and look like it's both an establishing shot and a really like softcore porny shot of Halle Berry. That was just oh this ass, this ass. Sta- gonna stand here. For and a it's few at seconds. that point you realize he cast her before he asked her to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this ass. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's all you can say, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, fine fellas, and flat, fellas. Fl- flat fellas, yes. and flat lads. Yeah. Godspeed. See you later, lads. Bye. Godspeed. The Final Countdown was brought to you by James Belfast, Jack Toner, Gavin Carberry, and Manus Cronin. Find us on social media at FAL Countdown or contact us directly on finalcountdown at gmail.com. And cut! Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.